Welcome to Grown and Tender. This is my podcast about finding a life partner when you're single and vibrantly over 40. I'm your host, Nadia Edwards, and I found the lid for my pot in my 40s. Here I'll share some stories, some tips, and have special guests that will share their journey with you. So listen in. Finding the right one seems to be one of the biggest problems that women in their 40s have a hard time with. Now, I know I had a very hard time at trying to find the right one and I stumbled quite a bit. Um, But picking the wrong one is definitely something that I think a lot of women uh, feel is what's keeping them from finding a life partner. Would you agree, Tyrona? Yes, I do. But do you feel like you find the wrong one because it's what your friends and family think is the right one for you? Or is it because you still don't know what you really want? Ah, uh-huh. So that's very interesting because during my single life, um, my family and my friends always thought they had the right person for me. Like they always like, oh, Nadia, I got someone. Got someone you got to meet. He is great. And then I would meet them like, <laughs> so the great one is, is he like in the restroom? <laughs> is he? So what made him great? In their eyes? Yes. I'm really not sure. I'm really, that's a really good question. I am really not sure what my family and my friends saw in this person and then kind of matched it to what they saw in me that brought them to this conclusion that somehow we'd be great together. Now, is it because he fit the category, that the standard category that everybody thought about? He was tall, dark, and handsome, but he wasn't that bright. My family was guilty of those. And I was like, but it's not all about looks. He might be tall, dark, and handsome, but we couldn't hold an intelligent conversation long enough. I, I definitely understand. So that's what, that was the criteria for your family? Um, in some instances, yes. Yeah. I don't, that's real, you know, I really have to ask what they were thinking, but um, I think a lot of times it's, it was just cultural that the preference was someone who had a Jamaican background. Oh. Um, so that was the family side. It was a Jamaican background. And on the friend side, my friends, because I'm, I am an introvert, they tend to, they would always try to match me up with another introvert. So, you know, that really is not going to work. That never works. Trust me. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why opposites attract. Exactly. Right. Um, so then that was weird because you have two introverts sitting together, like, there are no sparks. There's nothing happening. You have one moment of, hey, let's do. And then you both go, no, I don't want to do that today. <laughs> exactly. So, so the important thing is that I had to, A, look for a partner on my own without, my, without the involvement of my family and friends. I had to learn to be okay with not getting their approval. Like I had to really just step away from them um, and start 
not bringing these prospects <laughs> around them until I was really sure, like I had to really be sure, as, as sure as I could be, right? Um, and then introduce the guy to everyone else. Because like, what type of qualities were you really looking for? Like for me, I like a lot of attention. And I needed someone who was going to dedicate a, not all of their time, but a good portion of their time with, on me. Um, you wanted like, like you wanted like foot rubs, back yes. rubs, <laughs> or oh, a good massage. Oh. Mm. But yes, you know, every now and then you want somebody to be like, "Hey, babe, you know, you worked hard all day. Let me give you, let me rub your feet." Yeah. And your family is looking at him like. Well, who wants somebody who's going to rub your feet? <laughs> or just a guy who does something as simple gesture as opens your car door for you. Yeah. You know, I'm a little old-fashioned. Not too many guys do that nowadays. Not too many, but they exist. Sometimes you have to give a hint. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to deny that. You have to give a hint. But I, I really don't... I just know that I have to step away. I kind of find like um, finding, trying to find the right one is almost like trying to find a good sofa. It's like finding a good sofa. Yeah, you got to sit in a couple of spots. Sometimes you got to lay down to see. Um, if I lay on this couch this way, because you know you have your comfortable position. Right. If the couch doesn't feel that great, then you know that's not the one for you. Exactly. Or couch might be too soft. If you like me and have a bad back, you need a little firmness to hit that lower back. Soft couch ain't going to do it. So I'm glad you appreciate my sofa because I, I was kind of worried. I was thinking, should I bring the whole sofa thing up? But absolutely. You know, you want to make sure that you get the right fabric, right? Do you want a leather sofa? Do you want, what's that other one called? The micro suede? Mm. Or <laughs> do you want some other type of fabric? start there then what shape do you want do you want one that's really deep or do you want the one that's more shallow do you want the one that sits directly on the floor do you want the one that has the legs right do you want the one that has a high so all of those things you have to like kind of sit down figure out see which one fits best and then which one will look best in your home exactly it's like you have to sit down and write that list of what do you really want out of your relationship? Are you looking for someone who likes to travel? Maybe he does more of the cooking because you don't really want to cook or you don't like to cook. Yeah. But he might really enjoy it. And what man doesn't get happy to see his wife happy that he made this meal for her? Because me, I love a man that can cook in the kitchen. Well, if you want to get married, right? So not, not all women want to end up married, but I understand the point. But if you go back to my sofa, let's say you bring the sofa home. Let's say after all of that connecting in the store, you get the sofa delivered home and you realize, man, <laughs> I picked the wrong one. Take it back. You send it back. You call and be like, listen, I think there's been an error. Please come take this back. But does do women do that? And I don't think a lot of women do. No, some some settle. They're like, well, I spent so much time and effort in picking this sofa. I'm going to keep it. Maybe I can make it work. Because maybe if I sit on it long enough, it'll give me 
the pleasure I think I should feel when I sit on it. Maybe I can make it work. Even though you have realized at whatever point that this is not the right person for you. And that's why some people buy furniture every two years. I don't know those people, but okay. But that's, that's really interesting though. So is it, so then to find your life partner and you settle, does that, does that decision prevent you from finding a life partner? Because you have settled for someone who you know, who you know in your gut is not the one. Because now you have picked the wrong one. You've picked the wrong one. You've decided not to do anything about it. You've decided to try. Let's try. Let me see if I can make this work, right? But you know that this is not the wrong one, and you just settle. And then what? Then how? How much time goes by before you? And then really, is it you that picked the wrong one? Hmm. Did you really pick the wrong one? Interesting question. Because maybe you needed to pick that one to change how you think. To change how you think. To, in order for you to shift, to change your way of thinking so you can, it like, it's like life shaking you up a bit. Because sometimes we think we know what we want, mm -hmm. but it's not really what we need. Mm. Maybe you needed that sofa to change your mindset in the beginning. Uh, I like what you're putting down, T. I like what you're putting down. Because, you know, some of us fall for the same type of character. Some of us pick the same couch. Exactly. Because we, we are used to that particular type of couch. Knowing that in two years I'm going to be bored with this couch. That's so fascinating. <laughs> and now what do we do to figure out that that was the, we got the right couch after all. What do we do to figure out? I, I think that you, I firmly believe that when you make that wrong decision that you probably don't know at that time, but after some, I don't know, after some point of time, time has passed, like there is something that will say, hey sis, this is not right for you, right? Either there's going to be this voice that you keep hearing, there's going to be an action that this guy keeps doing that keeps reoccurring, and then you keep seeing this thing, you're like, this is so not right for me. And okay, so let's say, what example could that be? I don't know. Maybe he cheats on you. That could be one of those things. It was like one of the most blaring things, right, that he cheats. Someone are like, okay, well, he did it that one time. <laughs> not gonna do it again and he said he was sorry um it could be that it could be what could be another thing that maybe he likes hanging out with his friends all the time and has very little time for you that could be another thing and if you are trying to find your life partner and the person you want to spend time with is not making time for you mm -hmm. that has probably a clear indication that he's not the right one. That, right, that he's not the right one for you if you want something different. Maybe you just need that person that can help you grow. What do you mean? Like you need that person to 
help you start reading the news on a daily basis. Yeah. As opposed to sitting down looking at comics all day. I gotcha. I mean, I dated this guy once and he liked he liked to travel. He would travel a lot. And he traveled, he did like um, international traveling. I was so like in awe of him because I did not know a lot of men who did that much traveling. Mm -hmm. And he just did it, not part of his job, but this is something that he enjoyed doing. So I was like, wow, he would come back and tell me the story, show me pictures. I was like, wow. And I saw myself <laughs> traveling with him, traveling with him. Like that was how I saw myself because you knew deep down you wanted to go to some of those places. Yes. And I did not have anyone to travel with. And I was like, ah, oh, I want to travel. He likes to travel. We could travel together. Right. That's that's what Nadia thought. But that's not what he thought. <laughs> so although I had the, this vision of, you know, this, this traveling with a partner, he was not about it. He was not. And he just continued traveling. Um, so you talk about not being interested, but I was still hopeful. So I kept, I kept the sofa. I kept the sofa that Hoping I knew was that one not. one day he would ask you to travel with him. I hope one day. Um, and he never did. He never traveled. And at some point I had to be like, okay, so this really is not going to work. <laughs> yeah, because you need somebody that wants you to travel with them. Yes. And that's when you know you found the right one. Yeah. You find out that you both like to do some of the same things. But had I not left that relationship, I would not have been able to create that space for something new or someone new to enter. Because I was so, right, and I wasn't even willing to find anyone else because I was so holding on to this one person that I thought was the right person because he met that, he met that, that different box for me. And see, you taking me to relationships that many of us fall in. We're so comfortable. Ooh, going back to your couch now. Going back to my sofa. <laughs> and you get that spot. You make that sweet spot in that sofa. And you get comfortable there. But there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. Because it takes time and effort to find a new sofa. Exactly. You have to go back to the store. You have to find another one. You have to spend more money. You're looking for the color that you think you want. Yep. You're looking for the height adjustment. Absolutely. Back to if it's on the floor or sits high up. Do you want it to recline or not recline? Oh, and you know when you get older, you tend to want to recline. <laughs> and then you have to get rid of the... Then you have to come and get rid of the old one. And what do you do with the old one? Yeah, especially because you didn't made it your comfy spot. It's very interesting. But I, I really remember having to leave that relationship and I really did not want to. But, and you know what's funny? I don't even remember, I don't even think I left. I think he left. <laughs> what? I think he left. Wow. I think that is the honest that he broke it off with me um, because clearly I was not, <laughs> I was not his life partner. So that makes me wonder, do you think we as women hold on when we should really let go? I think so. I think we 
we are always hopeful that it will get better. So I was hoping that this guy that I was dating, the world traveler, would eventually invite me, take me with him on his next trip. And that did not happen. It didn't happen. He clearly was not hoping that I would stop <laughs> asking to go until I guess he eventually became a little frustrated. What you know, whatever. It really doesn't matter. But he was was fine with breaking off the relationship while I was still trying to hold on. I was still trying to hold on to that comfy sofa that I had. I don't even remember how long the relationship was. Like, was it a year or two years? I really, that's how long ago it was. I really don't remember. But I do remember the hoping that it would get better. I was hoping that he would ask. <laughs> Always had my passport ready, not expired, ready to go. He had no clue. He, he was so oblivious. I don't even think he was. I just think that he just didn't want me to go. Like that was his, his traveling was his thing. And he did not want me a part of that thing. So then you weren't the right one for him. I wasn't. I definitely was not. I was not the one. I wasn't. And it's interesting because he was okay with saying, you're not the one and left. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there boohooing, right? Um, it's, that's really amazing. Yeah, I was boohooing. Oh my God, I can't believe it. All the time knowing that he was not the one for me either. And that's what we do in a lot of relationships. We hold on hoping that we are in the right relationship, but know deep down inside, he's not the one for us either. I also did not want to have to start over again. Because that's the hardest thing to do. To start over. To admit that I had wasted time with this person, right? Then to start over having to get back out there, date again, go on those first dates. Like I was like, oh, I don't want to have to do that. Let me just see if you can work this out. <laughs> so I'm thinking now we might need to start figuring out a time frame like how long should it we spend time with someone only to figure out that mm, this is not the right one yeah how much time and i will add what are you what do you look for what do you look for during that time so let's say i don't know so let's say 90 days right at least 90 days so during that 90 days though what should women be looking for? I think the first thing, they should be looking for consistency. Yes, because if he doesn't call you every night, yeah, that's something I would find as a problem. Right. If you're trying to get to know me and we're looking to see if we're each other's life partner, mm -hmm. I feel like we at least need a daily call. Even if it's just five minutes. Hey, how are you? Would you be okay with a text? Hell no. <laughs> No, no text. You need to hear the voice. What about a voice note? No, not into it. A voice note might not be so bad. Okay. But I mean, if you, you text me in the morning, good morning, how's your day or have a great day? Yeah, but I still want my phone call. I get you. I get it. Okay. 
So consistency. Consistency in conversing. Yes. And now what about in person? Mm, it depends on what your schedule is like because, you know, we all think we're so busy. Listen. Sometimes if, we're busy doing nothing. If Obama could make time for Michelle, <laughs> anybody can make time for a woman. And I think at least at least once a week because, okay, Monday through Friday, most of us are working there, you know. But they have Taco Tuesday. <laughs> we have Wine Down Wednesdays. <laughs> I'm just saying, it doesn't have to be the weekend. It's true. You know, maybe a Wednesday night, middle of the week. A middle of the week, come day Wednesday. Exactly. Just come over, or watch go a out. movie, or go out. Things go are out. things are opening now in the world. Yes, finally. Whew, thank God. Even Thursday nights, because Thursday is kind of like hangout night. Yeah. Because even if you go to work tired Friday, you know, I don't have to work Saturday. I can sleep in all day if I need to. Okay. So now we have consistency. So now we have consistent um, conversing. And now we have consistent seeing each other and spending time, spending time in each other's presence. What else? Hmm. What else? You gotta bring me flowers every now and then. Every. Show me that you're interested, or or at least try to get to know what I like. So this kind of gets into what is your love language? Yes. So you like gifts? Yeah, I love flowers. It doesn't always have to be a gift. Yeah. And it does have to be something expensive. I mean, some people. Feel like, oh, I have to have this and I have to have that. Mm -hmm. It's the thought that you were thinking about me. Like me, I collect giraffes. But the thought, the fact that he would think he's walking past the store and he sees this little figurine of a giraffe and he buys that for me, mm -hmm. that lets me know that I was on his mind. And that he pays attention. So now if you have 90 days of conversing, 90 days of... Or not exactly 90 days, but during that 90-day period that he's spending time with you, that he's also paying attention. Paying attention to the point where he knows that giraffes is something that you like. And then when he sees it, or he makes the effort to go get it for you, like that says something. Exactly. So paying attention, right? Paying attention to what you like. And that goes vice versa, right? You should also be paying attention of course. to what he likes. So let's say, okay, so we picked three things, right? So 90, day 91 comes. Let's say that those three things, <laughs> let's say that those three things have not been met. See ya. See ya. <laughs> so it's interesting. On Facebook one day, a friend of mine, she had mentioned that she was like seeing someone, I'm not sure the length, but she's kind of asking for advice about um, how to like break it off with this person that she's not interested in. Um, and I remember responding saying, not a big deal. Tell them you're not interested and go live your life. Exactly. And that she, I told her, I was like, you're not responsible for his emotions. He's an adult. He should be able to soothe himself and whatever that is. And it doesn't, like she has to be worried about that. He's not a child. But an adult male, he'll be good. I think if you're more direct, he'll appreciate that you're very direct. Yeah, because women want to do that, right? We always hold on and want to know why. We want closure. I need closure. No, you don't. <laughs> well, the closure is you wasn't what he wanted. Plain and simple. And he doesn't have to tell you explicitly. 
Like that could be just in his actions or in his inactions. Exactly. Because if he's not calling you, either your conversation wasn't interesting enough or he just didn't click. Yeah. Whatever. And some, some people, men and women, do not like to have uncomfortable conversations because they're so worried about how the other person will react. They're so worried. Oh my gosh, she may flip out. Yeah, she might. But, you know, stand up and say, this is not working for me. Um, I really had a great time getting to know you or not. But as adults, we should be able to communicate our wants and our not wants. But yeah, nine, day 91, this you have, rec- you have given it time. You have given it time to be able to see these things demonstrated. It's kind of like going for a job, right? When you go to a new job, there is a probationary period. Yes, good, good analogy. So during that probationary period, if you do not do these things, and I, well, so when you go for a job, when you're working, it's, it's kind of spelled out for you in black and white. Like you have to do X amount of things or demonstrate this level of ability, right? And if you don't, day 91, it's like, well, it's not working for us, but thanks for playing, right? Thanks for applying. Thanks for playing. Not even applying because <laughs> you got to check in those 90 days. But thanks for playing. <laughs> and they go, and that person goes on. The company is not like, oh my gosh, this person is really nice. I may hurt their feelings. The company says, dude, you didn't meet up to your to what we expected of you. You are not a good fit for this company. And that person you're seeking might not be a good fit for you. And you have to be okay. You have to be the 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 CEO of your dating. Be the CEO. Decide what you are looking for. And if that person does not meet those things, and give it some time to have that person demonstrate. And once you don't see it, you don't see anything demonstrated, then it should be like, okay, so... It's not going to work out. <laughs> exactly. You, you have to ask those questions. Uh, what are your likes? What are your dislikes? Because usually that's kind of gears you to where your relationship's going to go. I wonder what ever happened to that guy who liked traveling. <laughs> He's traveled somewhere and didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Or he found someone who he wanted to invite to travel with him. He found his one. Exactly. And I found mine. Exactly. So it's interesting. So for the women who are trying to find the one or they think they keep picking the wrong one, they have to give it 90 days. At least. You have to be the CEO of your life. Because sometimes, going back to a topic we talked about before, Sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone Mm. to realize there's something else that you do like. Yeah. Like, I still want to learn to play pool. I think people have to learn how to pick a sofa. I still love that sofa idea. (laughs) Get in the groove. Thank you for joining me this week 
on the Grown and Tender podcast. Follow Grown and Tender on Instagram for updates or go to grownandtender.com. Oh, and every first Thursday, I'll answer listeners' questions. So send me your questions. Send it to podcast at grownandtender.com. Also, please subscribe to the show so you can catch every new episode as it drops. Listen in next Thursday.